Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Arise and Build. Today is Thursday, September 7th, 2023, and I'm so excited to be here sharing truth with you on a weekly-ish basis. My goal is to be here sharing inspiration and education with you two to three times a week, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss anything. Now we're going to start with uh, some scripture today. Scripture says... In John chapter 8, verses 31 and 32, that abiding in him and knowing the truth shall set us free. I believe that the truth of Christ has already set us free and that the truth will keep us free. Our freedom is truly from and in our creator and nothing else. In the New Testament, Luke chapter 19, verse 13, tells us to occupy until his return. That word occupy in the Greek comes from the root pragma. It means a habit needed to accomplish what is necessary in a practical, reliable way. The gist of that whole parable in Luke is this. We're not supposed to be sitting around wasting time just waiting for his return. We're to be about his business, doing practical, real things for the kingdom in every part of our lives. And a huge part of that is directed by the policy created in our government. So I believe that we need to be occupying, we need to be active and doing things that benefit the kingdom and are for the kingdom within our public policy. Today, we're going to start a larger conversation. Uh, So this will go over a series of episodes probably about how globalism is infiltrating Missouri through our state legislature. So along with uh, those two pieces of scripture that I just gave to you, um, which are really the foundation for the whole podcast, sharing truth, growing in knowledge of the truth, and then occupying, uh, doing the things that are needed, the practical things that are needed to uh, protect our freedoms especially our freedom of religion and freedom to worship. Um, But along with those, we're going to go all the way back to Genesis. And I'm going to remind you that globalism is nothing new. In fact, Noah's grandson Nimrod really was the first example we have in biblical history of this idea of globalism or bringing everyone together under the same umbrella, really to grow in power. And it was obvious in scripture that that was not God's plan. In fact, he scattered those people um, into different nations. So the truth is that us, the people of the world being separated into different nations, that was really God's idea a long, long time ago. We're going to talk more about that as we move forward, but I want to get into the meat of the information I really want to share with you uh, today. Just remember all of those roots and that foundation we've laid of scripture 
That's why we're talking about this today. So you've probably heard this phrase that data is the new oil. The more data you have or an organization has about people, the more power they have to target sales, influence transactions, and can really control things, things like cash flow, um, decision-making power, legislative power, um, and even control people, behaviors, decision-making. Um, when data is being shared in public policy and uh, we're setting up infrastructures where we're combining large data sets, we all need to pay attention because that can lead to really uh, dangerous things. If you haven't already heard this, I want to share it with you and I want you to remember it. If you don't remember anything else I share today, please remember this. This idea of globalism that came through the United Nations uh, through sustainable development goals and initiatives like Agenda 21 and the 2030 Agenda, as well as the World, Economics Forum, the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, uh, all of those things are pushing this uh, idea of globalization, of everybody coming together um, underneath one umbrella, uh, doing the same thing, spreading wealth across the planet. Um, we need to remember this. Those organizations' goals, the goal of globalization is really this, to centralize and standardize all systems. So remember those two words, to centralize and standardize all systems for the purpose of inventorying, monitoring, and controlling. For the purpose of inventorying, monitoring, and controlling all natural resources and human activity. That's their goal. I want to say it again because once you really get a grasp on this, it becomes a filter for how you look at things, how you look at policy, um, and the opinions you form about some of these important pieces of legislation. So here it is again. Their goal, this goal of globalization, is to centralize and standardize all systems for the purpose of inventorying, monitoring, and controlling all natural resources and human activity. So let that sink in a little bit. That is the root of their agenda. So when you see, see things that are centralizing and standardizing all types of systems, whether it's education or the finance system, um, just anything, you really need to pay attention. I've learned about something you need to know today, and we need not only to pay attention, but we need to occupy, like scripture says, by taking practical action to accomplish the things that are necessary to steward our freedom, the freedom that God gave us right here in Missouri. So I'm going to teach you a couple of things that uh, maybe you haven't thought about in the past. It's not the forefront of your knowledge, even if you do know this information. Your state representatives, your Missouri House representative and your Missouri State Senator, part of their job is to provide constituent services. You are the constituent, they are the representative, and part of their job is to be a liaison for you to any of the state departments, any Missouri department of, let's say, education or social services or public safety 
um, any of the state departments, if you're struggling with state government, you are supposed to be able to rely on your representative um, to be a liaison and to help you out. So that's a big part of their job. They spend a lot of time communicating with constituents on particular challenges or problems that they're having, learning about those, and then reaching out to the State Department to try to work things out. So some examples of that would be that maybe you're having an issue with the Department of Social Services within the welfare system or WIC or foster care. Maybe you're having tax problems with your business or your personal taxes of some sort. You could be having issues with professional licensing if you're Let's say you're a barber or a nail tech or a doctor or a lawyer, any of those types of things where you get licensed for a profession and you're struggling with uh, the board of registration, you could reach out to your representative. Any type of problems related to public safety and within that umbrella would be law enforcement. Um, any issues with the court system. The, the list really goes on and on and on. Um, and it even includes specific issues related to legislation. So if you um, have a particular opinion or a position on a specific issue like abortion or gun control or a particular piece of legislation, you're going to be communicating with your representatives about those particular issues. All those communications, those emails, phone calls, uh, letters, even personal visits sometimes, they're logged and recorded in your representative's office offices. They are supposed to be tracking, keeping good records um, for the purposes of just being organized and managing your situation or tracking how, you know, how many people in their district are in support of or in opposition to a particular piece of legislation or an issue. Those are all things that um, our legislators should be doing in their offices. So, they need tools to be able to do that. One of the tools that they have is a piece of software. It's a constituent management system. Now, our House of Representatives here in Missouri updated their constituent management system last year in 2022. The current system is housed, it was created by uh, the state's own IT staff or information, information services staff. It's stored right there on house servers inside and within Missouri state government. Um, and up until now, and so far as I know, it still works really well. It just got a big update and I haven't, I'm not aware of any huge issues with that. The problem, the problem is happening now. What's happening now is that we have a software company. Actually, it's a data company. It's called Fiscal Note Inc. One of the products they offer is called Fireside. Fireside is a constituent management platform or piece of software. Um, they want for our Missouri House of Representatives to purchase this piece of software, which is a constituent management system. And it's a rather pricey piece of software. It's over $350,000 per year to use it. Um, it's not just a one one-time purchase. It's a subscription-based service. And um, this system is expensive. The house chief clerk, the chief clerk of the house has already sent a memo out to tell 
our reps that um, it's redundant, it's expensive, and it's not needed. So this firm, Fiscal Note, who owns this uh, software platform, has lobbyists working for them, and they are actively pursuing our state representatives individually and as a whole to try to sell this piece of software. Now, of course, it comes with all kinds of bells and whistles, and it looks really flashy and fun. And and if a lot of people think, of course, we want the newest, most up-to-date piece of technology that we could have. But we have some problems. There are some major issues um, with this situation if our house or individual representatives would purchase and use this software. So when I learned about this, at first I thought, well, no big deal. But then I started asking questions. Who is Fiscal Note? Uh, Who owns this company? Where are they from? Uh, Where would that data be? Because you're talking about data, again, that's going to be uploaded or entered from your legislators' offices that could include all of that personal information about your particular situations, your challenges with different parts of the government or what's going on with your kids or your businesses or whatever. The list really is just endless. Not to mention your position if you're corresponding with legislators about specific issues or pieces of legislation. So all of that information would get entered up into this data management system and become um, part of the system that Fiscal Note owns. And this is a worldwide company. It's founded here in the United States by Timothy Wang, or Wong, Gerald Yeo, and Jonathan Chan. Uh, it was originated back in 2013 in Sunnydale, California. But it has been purchased by um, Fiscal Note. And very interesting to know that the co-founder, the owner of Fiscal Note, in 2016 won the Technology Pioneer Award, which was a distinction at the World Economic Forum. So this company is very well connected with the World Economic Forum. Um, Some of the investors of this company are the co-founder of Yahoo, Mark Cuban, AOL founder Steve Case, a group of Japanese businessmen. Um, There are several different venture capital firms that have invested And many of them with owners all across the world, worldwide, including the Chinese social network, Renren. So this company has investors literally that span across the globe and board members. Here are a few board members from this company, Fiscal Note. Um, Former Obama White House Cabinet Secretary and Deputy Secretary of Labor, Chris Liu, who is now an ambassador to the UN. They've got some former um, congressmen on the board. This company is a very left-leaning company. They're AI-based, and um, it says right on their website that that they've designed this platform to streamline data collection and management, including ESG-related news, Research, analysis briefings, expert advisory service. So they're going to be offering expert advice and access to peer discussions. Um, ESG appears to be a fairly large piece of this 
company, environmental, social scores. Um, that's not good. They're, they're tracking environmental, social scores and helping companies to meet their requirements or meet their ratings. Um, they have brought on the Congressional Quarterly or the CQ Roll Call, which is a magazine that covers processes, policies, and elections. Again, they announced in 2018 at the WEF, the World Economic Forum, that they were expanding into Europe. In January of 2021, they acquired Fact Squared, which is a parent company of the a White House tracking system. In 2021, they also acquired Forge AI, which is, um, again, the AI stuff just, it it is uh, really something I believe that we need to be very cautious about. I don't feel comfortable at all with the thought that our information, your information, when you're corresponding with uh, your representatives would be uploaded into a database on the cloud that is part of even larger systems that span the globe. Um, and it's an AI-based business model. Uh, Fiscal Note has also in 2022 acquired ESG solutions, which assists customers, like I said, in meeting their ESG targets. A couple of quotes directly from their website. It says, there's huge potential in constituent data, cloud computing, and machine learning to change the way government relates to constituents. We'll be able to collaborate with peers on the Hill, a mem- like uh, the CQ Roll Call, which is that magazine, which is media. So they're involved with media. They're involved with constituent management. They're involved with ESG scores. They have board members that came from Obama's administration. They are connected with the World Economic Forum. And they want for our House of Representatives here in Missouri to buy into this software, this database. Um, Again, individual representatives could opt in, even if the House doesn't purchase it as a whole for everybody. And from what I understand, just through the grapevine from uh, people that I know, is that the representatives would pay a monthly subscription fee. And so now the conversation has turned to trying to figure out how that subscription fee might be covered by their PAC money and their campaign accounts because they don't have a huge budget um, for constituent management. It, it, it's very costly for them to send out mailings and to communicate um, regularly, at least through the mail. So this, this software would most likely come out of that budget, the communication budget with constituents and it's not very large so they don't want to be using up that budget so they're trying to figure out the lobbyists are trying to figure out of course how it is that campaign funds maybe in PACs could fund the use of this software it's my guess and I haven't really looked into it I've I've I have found that fiscal note is represented by um, a lobby firm here Barger who is a fairly large lobby firm here in, in Missouri Um, I'm not certain, you know, it's always interesting to see 
money flow through the MEC, the Ethics Commission website. Um, so my guess is that probably House leadership is being promised um, some pretty substantial donations if they would buy into this subscription. Um, and I do understand that they do need a tool, but the fact is they already have one. It was updated just last year, and this particular tool is going to put your information in a database uh, that is connected to very liberal people that are connected to the World Economic Forum, the United Nations, Obama's administration. I mean, this is not a company that any of us who consider ourselves to be conservatives would want to be doing business with, let alone our state government choosing to do business uh, with this company or a company like it. So um, that's the story. That's the, that's the news that I've learned here in the last 24 hours or so. And I just think the people that I'm talking to believe that this is really a potential hazard for Missourians for your data to be shared with a third-party vendor, especially, like I said, a third-party vendor with these connections. And um, so here we come to the part about occupying and actually taking some action, tending to and uh, preserving our freedom and um, here in Missouri. So the question now becomes, okay, well, what can we do about this? This doesn't require a piece of legislation. It's just a purchase that our representatives are going to make. And um, so do we have any control over this? Well, I would suggest that you know, we may not have control, but certainly if this is something that concerns you, you need to reach out to your legislator, your house representative, and you need to express your thoughts and opinions. You need to tell him or her that you do not want them to be supporting uh, this effort to make this purchase. And you do not wish for them to opt in personally as an individual office to be participating in this in this, that you do not want your information shared in a database like this, and that really it's um, an irresponsible use of funds. I don't care where the funds come from. It's irresponsible. They already have a system. It functions. It was just updated recently. So there's really no reason uh, for this to be happening. And that brings me to the next question, or another question at least. Why would they want to do this? And, you know, I don't have any real answers. I can just um, guess. I've got some thoughts. I'd like to know what you think. Why would, why would they want to do this? Why would someone be pushing in with this? Obviously, to make money. Uh, there's substantial profit involved. But in addition to the profit, what could happen if this type of information was out there? And I forgot to tell you, actually, I should have told, I should have said this earlier, but uh, this company, Fireside, the database includes your voter data. So they've gotten voter data from the Secretary of State's voter information. They know when you have, which elections you voted in. Now, they don't know how you voted, but they, they'll be able to tell which elections you've voted in. And they've also scrubbed the internet for other information. So they've taken our voter information, combined it with basically a market data that they've taken off the internet. And then they would also have this data that was being entered or uploaded by 
our legislators. And so they are going to basically build, be able to build dossiers or profiles, digital backpacks, so to speak, on us if they have this additional information. They already have some information already. Um, like I said, our voter data and whatever market data they've collected or, you know, that they've gathered off the internet. But then also added to that would be whatever communications are happening between you and your representative. So that's it. I would encourage you to reach out, like I said, to your representative and let them know how you feel about this. You can check out the blog, uh, www.jodygrace.com, Jody with an I, jodygrace.com. I will put um, specific instructions there so it'll be easy for you uh, to connect with your legislator if you don't know who that is and express your wishes. Now there is also a committee hearing coming up on Tuesday of next week, which would be, I believe, September 12th. I'll put all of that information in the blog so that you know where the committee meeting is. You can um, submit your thoughts and opinions. If you'd like to come in person to the committee meeting, I'd love for you to come. Uh, if you decide that that's something you want to do, reach out and let me know. I'll meet you over at the Capitol and uh, we can sit and listen to, to the things that transpire. You should also be able to watch online the committee hearing uh, from home and listen. So I'll put all of that information on the blog in the show notes so that you have access to that. I've got some other great information, some screenshots and web links and things like that that you might find helpful. So I would just encourage you to take some action to occupy in this space to let them know what you think. And then let's pay attention to what happens. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.